uh, missionary Jun and his wife, missionary Sohi, who are in Cambodia. And we have been partnering with them. So you know how our teams have been going to Cambodia uh, post-COVID? Um, this is the missionary couple and their organisation, their school that we have been partnering with. Why this is so special? I first met um, missionary Jun and missionary Sohi um, 16 and a half years ago. Um, I wanted to show a photo of them at our wedding 16 years ago, but um, you wouldn't believe it. They just look exactly the same, right? So I thought, you know, maybe I'll try to get one up later. Um, anyone who is married in our church who has received any type of marriage advice from, from myself or my wife, right, these, these guys are the source. These are the source of everything that we know, right? Um, I, I can hand on heart say that the only reason why Mel and I are who we are today, our marriage where it is today, is because of these two people. The reason why we, our church exists today, 10 years in the chapel, right? And these guys didn't even know, but it's so much credit to these two individuals. And I'm so excited because I have prayed and I have, I have, I have asked God, God, please, I, I, I want them to come and meet our community and speak life directly. So you don't get secondhand information from me, but you get firsthand, right? And anyone who's been to Cambodia and has had time with Jun and Hoi will know how they are just the most beautiful people in the world and they have had you know I, Mel and I will tell you there is no one in this world that has had more influence on our life than these two individuals and so I'm so excited that they're here and tomorrow um, missionary Jun's going to preach through the few sessions and but tonight where we're going to start is this I've invited both Jun and Hoi to come and I've given them 15 minutes each to share their life story, right? And it's, it's, it's not formal, so I'm actually going to get some chairs out here and you can sit, both of you can sit next to each other and, and, and go 15 and 15 because I want you, right, and listen to the words, I want you to see them. I want you to see them, Right? And I want you to get to know them. It, you know, and it's, it just starts with story. And so, um, I, I don't know, like, I, I know bits and pieces of their life. I'm actually excited because I think I'm going to learn um, stuff as well. Um, but, so what they're going to do is, um, I'm going to invite both of them up, and then I'm just... They're just going to sit here, and then one at a time, they're going to share with you um, just their life story in 15 minutes. Now, this is really important. 15 minutes is really important because tomorrow, one of the activities is going to be that we're going to do that as well. We're going to actually be sharing life stories with each other in the idea of seeing each other and getting to know each other, and it's going to be fun, right? And... The only guideline is you have 15 minutes. You can share what you want of your life. You don't have to share everything. You share what's comfortable with you, right, with the people that are there. 
right? And that's what I asked Junus Hoy to do as well. So can we give them a big hand as they come? And the... Well, it is our privilege to be part of this wonderful camp. And I don't know whether we truly are deserved of that credit uh, Steve shared. But anyhow, that pleased our heart. And uh, well, as a man, as a person, the most honorable uh, moment is to hear something uh, out of own life story sown onto, onto the ground and grow something very different but capturing the same spirit and bringing the life sense in the different corner of the world. I'm so deeply honored. I don't think it's mine. <laughs> Credit should go up to our Father God. But anyhow, participating in that stream and flow is such an honor for us. Thank you. Thank you. How could we start? <laughs> okay, uh, let me start with my own story, then so he will carry on her. Thank you. Well, uh, I prepared my heart for this particular session, and uh, one story came into my mind was like this. There was a young man, long time ago. He was struggling to find the meaning of his own life because he wasn't uh, deeply satisfied with, a, with, a, with an idea of growing up, getting a good job, and going into good vocation, and being wealthy, and everybody can look up to him, but having empty heart, not knowing what's the meaning of all this. So he searched through the meaning of his own life. And uh, he was not only just mentally, he was struggling even in a point saying to his father, Father, I don't want to go to any university or any further tertiary study because I don't find any interest or meaning doing that in my own status. I want to know why I live. Even with a mere simple job of taking photos, and developing them and selling them and capturing moments with my heart, that seemed more appealing, appealing to me. That's what that little young man said to his father. His father was very silent, not saying anything, but that silence gave me more agitation. Why didn't you say anything about me? Why didn't you encourage me to go to study more? But he didn't say anything. So I had to find, and that was me, I had to find my own grip of my life because it's one-time opportunity. At that time, one idea kept on coming back to my mind was this is one-time opportunity. Life would never come back to me. I should live according to the meaning that has been destined to myself. Otherwise, in the end of my life, I might be very regretful. Other people could give me good applause. Oh, you did a good job. You did that. But if my heart is empty, who can fill that up? 
That was the question that I carried around for many years in my young stage of life. There was a particular reason why I struggled with that idea. It was because I had an epilepsy when I was young. I had a brain damage. Thankfully, I didn't lose my uh, capability of thoughts. But anyhow, seasonally, the pit comes back into my, my own body, and I feel it. Aura comes. Whenever I feel some smell and some sense comes into my body, that's the moment I need to rush back to my house. Otherwise, I just, just fell onto the ground and joking like that. I didn't want that to happen. Even I don't, I, I, I don't see myself doing like that, but I can imagine that could happen anytime. So I had to rush back to my own house. And still I can remember those moments. I try my heart, my best to rush back home, and the walls keep coming, pushing me. Walls pushing me. I didn't push them. Walls pushing me. And I just, with my scratch, just pushing myself throw myself in my own room, and the ceiling just spinning very, very crazy speed, and film stopped. Waking up on my mother's back, or in the hospital, in the psychiatric ward, that particular incident kept on coming back to myself. And that made me very serious. You need to find the meaning of your, your existence. So anyhow, I just try my best to find what would be the best, and I didn't know. So with glimpse of idea of uh, becoming a meaningful person, I uh, entered in uh, medical school. And fortunately met this lady. And her her family was quite different from mine because her family was very deeply devoted to Christian life and even having very closeness, seemingly very, very closeness, I observe, uh, within the family members. That was very unique and very different than my own life story. So that actually intrigued my spirit to get to know more about that unseen reality. And one story that I heard through my mother-in-law stuck in my mind. She shared like this. June, when I was, uh, when I was in my first or second year of marriage, in the beginning of my marriage, I went out to the market to buy kongnamul, the small thing, even that simple kongnamul, she said, I kept on asking God, how much should I buy? What? That made me very serious. Here, a, a person, exactly the same as myself, having another world in her heart and spirit, even interacting with some, someone, so-called God, gathering information and clues of life, even buying a small thing in the market. That humbled me a lot. 
because asking those simple questions doesn't seem difficult to do. But I've never done it before. I went to the church, and I grew up in Christian family, but I've never attempted to ask practical, simple question to God that I kept on saying, I believe in you. That story very humbled myself. Then that particular sense led me into a mission organization, Youth with a Mission. I'm part of the member of Youth with a Mission, which is quite big. A Christian mission organization. The founder has passed away just two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. Anyhow, in that particular organization, I learned something. That, that lesson was so precious, and that's, that lesson changed my whole life in a totally different way. Lesson was very simple. Same, exactly the same as I heard through my mother-in-law. There is God. He's living. If you want to live a life connected to Him and making your own story with Him, you can do that. Just keep coming back, having serious questions to Him as if He's living and standing right next to you. Just consider that. That's the faith. And try the same way your mother-in-law did. And I began practicing that, trying good questions, not silly questions, to me good questions to God. God, what is, my, what is my, the meaning of my, myself and my, my life? And he gradually opened up my spirit, showing his love, and his love actually led me come to this far to become a missionary and working in Cambodia at this current situation. There was one story connected to that love. It was my time of, uh, high, in high school, second grade, second year of high school. Still, I was digging my own self. What is the meaning of my life? I didn't know. So I, one night, with a very seriousness, I came to the church that I attended, and every door was locked. And with a strange urge, I began trying to open up every window as if there's at least one is still unlocked. And there was one. But the window was quite high. I had to try and climb up and coming into the chamber. And I did it. That window was opening like that, not side like this, and it was open. I came in. For around four hours, I kept on asking the same question. Why am I living? What is the meaning of my life? Show me if you are there. I want to know. Without that, how could I live? So I asked the same one. Around four hours, nothing. No one said anything. And... With my deep disappointment, I just tried to get up. And one just simple, very, very general thought came into 
my mind. Love. Love? Everybody says that. There must be something more and special and specific. But then the, 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 the word love came in my mind and stuck. And probably that simple seed sown into my mind gradually boiling up like a snowball, boiling up and boiling up, expanding. What is, what is the real meaning of love? And long years jump and wrapping into current condition. As you heard, I'm working in Cambodia with my beautiful wife. And we try to do our best to show them the love is there. Not we love, try to love them. We don't deserve that words. But we try our best to show them there's love they can receive and experience because we experience that through our life. That love answered my question. The love wasn't just a word, was a being. And that being was unknown from the beginning. But gradually, as I put my heart to him, he gradually revealed himself. And someday, in my own journey of spiritual life, he told me he was the father who gave me the life. You know what? The moment that I truly having an acknowledgement of I have my father, God, there with me. Every question just ran away. No need to carry the question about who am I? What is the meaning of my life? I don't need to know that. I just have an assurance of keep having an idea of, oh, I am here because of my father is there. It's a matter of just spending time with him, getting to know more about him and me. And it worked. Because his, his, his nature is love, and I received that love and the look and the encouragement. Because in the middle of my search, I, as you can imagine, I, in my own heart, I died many times. One day, I still remember, I was riding a bus in the winter time in Korea. The, the, the snow was so rampant, looking very thick and smooth, covering the whole big, gigantic mountain. And I just desired to just throw myself into that snow, thick snow, and leave a little dot disappeared. I wish that can happen. That, that kind of uh, meaninglessness has hovered around myself. No need to have that anymore because my heart, my spirit got to know there is God, my Father. So knowing that actually helped me a lot to take good risks in life. I became a doctor 
Everybody expected, including my father, expected me to do good practice, earning good money, living a good life. But I didn't find that as drawing myself. So with, with uh, the, the agreement with my wife, we devoted ourselves and became having a journey of missionary life. And because I wasn't a doctor. <laughs> well, but you know what? Doctor's wife uses more money than doctors. <laughs> they busy earning and they busy using. <laughs> but she agreed not to use that money. So we were able to join in the mission and led by Holy Spirit came to Cambodia. What I could say today is I found the meaning of my life. And I'm thrilled to be right in the middle of his, his, his leading and right in the middle of my beautiful Cambodian friends and little kids. How could a man can be more happier and joyful with their, his own life than living right in the middle of love exchange, fulfilled. I'm so, I'm so blessed, and I'm, I believe I'm so privileged. What I did was just simple one thing, keep pounding the ground. I don't want to leave my life empty. Let me have the meaning of that. And my father answered that to me, and you see me here now sharing my little story to you tonight. Thank you for listening. Um, those people who know uh, June and myself, they know how much we are different. <laughs> um, we are so different, but we are a couple. Um, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for the church uh, inviting us to be a part of this wonderful camp. Um, actually, I didn't listen what uh, Pastor Steve asked us to do tonight. <laughs> Only what was said was just 15 minutes, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I do not want to prepare something to say out about me or anything regarding. But I would like to listen what the Holy Spirit asked me to share with you tonight. And I, as I was listening from him, uh, I just want to share with one thing. Uh, what happened in Cambodia? Uh, my, my name is Sohi, and I'm 58 years old. And uh, this year is the uh, 31st of uh, being a missionary. So, we are the missionary more than what we have prepared or grow up. 
For when, as I look back the 31 years of my being a missionary, I feel like very shame. And I want to run away from the public because, because I'm nothing. Even starting from the worship time, I had a pain in my heart and in my spirit that um, I couldn't achieve what I really desired to. And I tried to find out what it is. And I found out that I really want to let people know who our father is. But I think I failed. I give up many things. We had to give up earning money, spending money, and providing good things for my children, and um, some of a chance to learn swimming or um, doing other hobbies that I like. Because I committed as a missionary. Although I gave up many things, I couldn't be a good missionary, what I desire. And um, I do not want to die like this. I really want to die as I share the love of God only. His name must be increased, and so he must decrease. But I cannot make it by myself. I think being a missionary for the last 31 years is the process that God tried to achieve my desire accordingly. So I'm still in the process to be decreased in Jesus Christ. However, God has blessed us so much. And um, we had a, such a wonderful, precious people, Khmer people in Cambodia, working alongside with us. And I'd like to share a particular person with you tonight. His name is Sam Ron. He's a doctor. And I met him how long ago? Maybe eight years ago when we were working for the people working in a rubbish dump site. 
One day, I took two my patients to his hospital. That's the first uh, history has begun between him and me. Um, I was waiting outside under the uh, humid, hot temperature because there is no air conditioner or um, ceiling fan at all because the particular hospital is uh, uh, run by NGO from America. And uh, the, the uh, hospital is to look after poor people in Cambodia. I was waiting and waiting and waiting for five hours until we met doctor. And after five hours, I met him as a um, guardian of my patients. He wasn't interested of my patients. He he uh, more interested who I am. So I just briefly uh, introduced myself who I am. But I was get annoyed because he's not interested in looking after my precious patients. That's the first impression. And uh, maybe a couple of months later, I took another patient today. And I started waiting outside with my patients. And he asked me the question, I don't understand who you are and why you are waiting here. You are a foreigner, and I don't see you are a, a part of them, like poor and in need. Why? So I, I asked, question him, why are you questioned like this? So I never seen foreigner sitting next to patients waiting and waiting and waiting. It looks like silly. So yes, I am. But the only reason I'm sitting outside and waited for long is because of my patients. No matter how, see, how you see them, they are such a precious people to me. And I have a, I have a um, certain reason that I would like to look after them. And he said, okay, that's fine. I would like to visit your working place. So, <laughs> it's okay. I've been so negative and uh, rude to him. But finally, he visited us, and I briefly um, explained what we are doing, and he became a member of our team. Yet, he's not a Christian. He, he was grown in a strong uh, Buddhism background. But one day, He said, um, I'm not a Christian yet, but I feel like um, I would like to, I and my wife would like to follow you and June. So, okay. 
how and what really you want to do. And I don't know. I have no idea. But one thing I know that I see the true love. I never believe true love is exist because everyone running after money and their ambition and I I never seen the true love is there. But throughout the time that I spent with you, now I see the true love is there. And he became a Christian because he found out the true love is from our Father God. So he and his wife became a Christian and they became a missionary. So they are a part of our team. And um, as, I, as, I, as we gave up our um, things that we could, we could spend and we could afford one by one, they started giving up their life one by one and this and that. He's a very capable um, plastic surgeon, but he gave up many opportunities that he became a famous. So every time we ask him the question, why? Why do you give up? Why try to give up this and that? And his answer is all the same. Because we are the missionary for our nations. As you gave up many things, we just follow you. We don't like to give up many things that we could afford and we could have. That that confession shook us up a lot what we have done. We have done nothing without the love. And God is love. It's not from us. As we receive his love and trust in him, he just utilizes us as much as he could. And um, we have uh, more uh, Khmer people who committed their life for God and his kingdom, just like us. So we have a BOH, uh, the Community Care uh, Ministry, but we have a medical team. Most of them committed their life as missionaries. Um, whenever I see them or think of them, I feel my father challenges me. I 
want to see you as who I am. Not you, Sohi, but I want to see you who dwells within you is Jesus Christ. So I'm still in the process to grow up. And um, I don't have many things to share with other people, but it's okay. Sometimes I celebrate my smallness, and sometimes I give thanks for my weaknesses. Because I'm nothing without him. And I, I want every single Cambodian people know about who my father God is. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry if I made you disappointed. <laughs> But this is my desire, and this is uh, where I am at, and this is who I am. Thank you for listening. Thank you. <laughs>